Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at here breaking news actually this is breaking news we have eric july of the ripperverse and uh before we even get into your background eric i want you to break the news of how well the launch of the ripperverse has gone sitting here on wednesday and it'll by the time uh, we drop this to the public in a couple of days it'll probably be even even more crazy oh well as of today it has uh it just uh crossed into the second day and we are already at 1.34 almost 1.35 million dollars uh in uh sales that we have made unlike anything that i've certainly ever 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 been a part of and this is just uh man i just can't cannot thank people enough for the support that is a lot of comics absolutely incredible <laughs> and uh so we'll get more into to how you went about starting your own comic book company how mm-hmm. what led to the success of this campaign but i you know I, obviously we know each other from a little bit more from the political world yeah. and i i know your whole background there but uh, I want to get a little bit more into your background of of just being a comic fan mm-hmm. and how you got into comics. Maybe touch on you know what what your favorite books were mm-hmm. as a kid, and then maybe get into like how things when things went to get get sour with your relationship yeah. with the mainstream comic industry. Anyway, yeah. So um, I've I've been in comics obviously since I was uh, young. I was first introduced by my mother to Flash. Um, and my when I was coming up, it was Wally's fl- uh, Flash. Damn right, was Flash true Flash. Time. Yeah. Uh, and I, oh man, just the fact that it was a character that was fast as a kid, that was my thing. And people that know me, I knew I did track and field all the way through the collegiate level. Uh, so obviously that was my kind of introduction. Hey, it's this, it's this characters whose power is just run really, really fast. Um, so that was really cool to me. And that was awesome and fun. Uh, and then as I got older, I, again, it was just at times, man, I was coming up when you had great animation for comic book characters as well. So made it uh, different to digest. So you had like, uh, it was an X-Men animated series was going on a uh, Batman animated series right before that, you know, Spider-Man uh, as well. Those were incredible. So we often, often look to those as like peak an- American animation. And those were coming out during the time when I was growing up. So it was very easy to kind of cross into that stuff. And thankfully, you know, uh, continuing to read those as I got older, understanding that even the stories that I reverted back to, uh, picking up on those narratives, uh, concepts that were kind of being that were the theme because I was older and able to under understand those. Um, it was just one thing led to another and I became a lifer. And definitely as I got more success going into my uh, 20s, as I was able to actually, I don't know, pay for the books because it is an expensive hobby. Uh but when I got to that point and diving into it even more, 
it was such a great feeling until, you know, going to what you were talking about, we started to see a downturn. And um, I think a lot of that started. You had like New 52 weird stuff going on in 2011 when that got when that whole deal was a thing and then going into all new all I saw Superman in jeans and knew something was up. Yeah, yeah. So you also have like all new all different Marvel that was happening in mid 2010s. That was a disaster. Uh, and it just, and I don't know if it was the combination of people being more enthusiastic about like other comic book material related material, like the movies, Marvel Cinematic Universe, of course, was starting to grow during that, during that time that made the quality just really, really go down. And, uh, as more people became more, the, the creatives became more and more like obnoxious, like online about how they feel, felt telling customers how they felt about certain things. It was just really weird a weird time and uh, that's how we got to this point to where i was like you know i guess i'll do something about it instead of just doing videos and and uh complaining about it i believe my my spot as a uh is in being a creative that's my thing um i, I yeah doing commentary stuff is awesome and i'm never going to stop doing that however my thing to me is is creation that's why i do the music that's why i do all of this that's why i, I belong um so it feels good to be kind of contributing in that in that space but most importantly to see people just enthusiastic about comics uh, uh, uh people that i've especially know have kind of been demoralized with the direction that the industry is going to see people stoked on comics again to me that that is uh that means the world you know to everything it is that i i am doing and it just makes me more and more hungry to give these people certainly what it is that they want what do you say to people that would say, well, look, you know, Marvel and DC, all they're doing is responding to an ever-changing demographic. So, of course, they're going to cater more towards people of different races uh, to women because we have a different culture than when these comics started in like the 1940s or 1930s, whatever it may be. When it's they prefer to be men. called birthing people, Mark. Birthing Please, people, I apologize. Be better. Be better. <laughs> but yeah, well, what do you say? Like, like, what, what's the big deal? I guess is what a lot of people would say with what they've done to a lot of the mainstream characters by making them more diverse. Yeah, it's like I think the the issue is the lack of creativity. I mean, we've seen um, I know they like to try to gaslight everybody and act like we don't like female characters or people don't like black characters. And I think considering how it is a creative visual medium, I think the people have only asked for just giving them exactly that. When you see something as lazy as I'm going to take that character that already exists and everybody knows and I'm just going to swap them uh, into something else and then use that as a means to signal that that doesn't. Yeah, obviously, I can see where that is insulting, but also just from a creative point, it's just lazy. Like, what, what exactly are you doing there? You have this massive pool of money. You're tied to these mega corporations. And the best that you can do right now is take what everybody knows already exists and just change the color of it. Like that, that that's in, insanely lazy. And obviously, I think a lot of the pushback, for example, that we got um, so much, so much is, be, you know, being diffused real time because they they had an idea of who they thought we were, who, you know, when I do a video and I talk about how trash Captain Marvel uh, is and I detail exactly why that's the case. You know what I mean? They don't actually hear those arguments. They're like, well, he must hate women. So you see someone else, maybe it's a white guy that is critical of something that happened in, in X movie. Well, it must be because they don't like black people or something. That That is a figment of their imagination. And no matter what it is that we said, no matter what it is that we did, they were always going to apply that default. So why they're so angry is that they've had to watch because of what we're creating here. 
uh, all those arguments be completely diffused. That was never the argument. And I think they actually knew that. But because they had uh, uh, like control of the old guard, well, they didn't really there wasn't a whole lot. And this is independent comics, but it wasn't as you didn't have the enthusiasm that you're starting to see grow. And it didn't just start with me, uh, but starting to see grow over the last couple of years. And, and they're having to watch their arguments be uh, certainly diffused. Nobody has an issue with female characters. Nobody has an issue with black characters. They may have an issue with you smacking them in the face over the with these superficial not like insulting customers acting like, well, only reason we did this is because that black kid or black person for that matter can only be legitimized by another black character. Like as if I have to only relate to people that have the, uh, the same skin tone as me. Um, I'm not an individual or anything like that. It's uh, uh, incredibly in insulting, but all of those arguments were never right. They knew that. I think uh, they were never correct. And I know it frustrates them to see these arguments uh, diffused. I think it was a couple of years ago that you started like first really doing a lot of commentary uh, in the comic book space. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering when along the way, did you start to get that seed in your mind that, okay, I'm not just going to be a critic from the sidelines. I'm actually going to jump in and get involved and, and create my own answer to the, to this criticism I'm bringing up. Um, or is this something that has been inside you? Like, I don't know if you're like me when I was a kid, I was, I was writing my own comics, like in my mm. mind all the time. So yeah. I, I think for a lot of us, we always, we always, a lot of us want this. If you're a comic book fan, even if it's Absolutely. never been serious. For us. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Like I had the aspirations at some point to do that. Um, you know, cause I've always been a comic guy, but to your point, like it was around like 2017 ish when I first started like publicly, like doing my vid, doing videos on it and, and, and stuff like that. So it was relatively, uh, recent and, but I always wanted to like actually do something like as far as writing and creativity, it's just that the, the astronomical kind of growth that we've had over the last like five, six, seven years sped up the process. So something that I thought I wasn't going to be able to do till I was four, uh, I was like in my forties, I was already talking about when I was 29, you know what I mean? Because I, it was like, look, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it the right way. Um, so I want to maintain ownership. I want to uh, do this. Dude. I know I had needed a pool of resources to do that. So I was able to get to a point to where financially that was realistic. And I just, just did it, but I'm not going to sit there and lie and act like the, the status of American comic books wasn't influential to that. Yeah, I had those aspirations, but that yeah, that lights a fire under me or that that incentivized me to do it to watch long time comic life as be like this sucks. You know, watching people have to uh, go to manga for their kind of um, a comic based outlet because the American product does not seem to be or the Western product does not seem to be like uh, good right now. I don't like seeing seeing that. So it was one of those things like, dude. I do think there's a big time market for it. And this is something that I'm passionate about. So I get to knock it, knock out, you know, rather two birds with one stone. It's like, yeah, we can make this a successful business venture, but also it's almost like it's not work, though I am working, obviously, because I'm passionate certainly about this. So it worked out for me. And it just goes to show that there's a big time market for this. And this is not just a victory for simply me. This is a victory for other people that want to do uh, uh, uh kind of take that leap no matter where they're at on the entertainment sector i believe they're they're uh like this is such a necessary thing and and we need more people to kind of say hey i'm gonna get out there and give it give it a shot um you know from a from the art filler we know you know where i'm at philosophically i'm always talking about decentralization and all that and i believe that's certainly what what it is that we need yeah they're probably the day of you know a billion dollar corporate entity 
making this thing and on the other side of this, we're probably not going to see a lot of that. And I'm perfectly fine, certainly with that more uh, creator on projects and people seeing success still making uh, uh, they can make the money and they can still be great. They can still do all that. Um, it's just not going to be, I don't know, a freaking phone company that now owns <laughs> yeah. comic books uh, uh, company, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, not to uh, not to bring this back into the realm of the political, but it, it does kind of make me think of, you know, the difference between um, an entrepreneur and like a company being run by management uh, in a managerial style, which is kind of how our government is run as well yeah, now, too. Yeah. You have you don't have the people on the ground that really know what's going on. You just have the managerial elite, so to speak. And it seems like when it comes to Marvel and D.C., they are now they are no longer entrepreneurial companies like Stan Lee is no longer running Marvel. Yeah. I mean, it's no longer alive. Rest in peace. But, you know. These companies are now just being run by board members, uh, people that don't necessarily know anything about comics. They're mm -hmm. just they just know we have these we have this properties, we have the, this IP, and we're going to sell it somehow. And it does seem like the the sales of comics have become more marketing for movies, or yes. you know, just something to get you into something else, as opposed to just this is actually the medium and this is the stories uh, that we're trying to tell. You, you mentioned something there too about that I never really thought of too deeply before, but you know the rise. And the popularity of manga in the last like ten years or so. I mean, my, I asked my stepson what kind of comics he wants. He, it's all a bunch of manga titles yeah. I never heard of, and I I never really thought about it before. But I wonder if that is like even in the youth, even in the young people, they sort of do recognize the staleness of modern American comics, and that's why the the popularity of that that very different alternative has has you know risen so much in the last few years. A hundred percent. Like manga, it's as far as how they're being wrote, like they're doing the same thing. So some had to change, right? Because it's not like they did anything different it's doing the same thing but the demand rolls so i think that there was a a again people seeing it for what it was and like think about it mangas sell animes and the anime will sell the manga such a relationship does not exist uh with um, american big two comics you can have a billion dollar um uh, like movie and that will not translate to that number, that comic becoming the number one comic at, at all. all. At all, it won't even be close. You'd be lucky that it that it that it will even make the top fifty, depending on what that who that character is. Mm -hmm. And that goes to show that they're not doing it for that. Like, like I, I love yeah. what you mentioned, and and it's that's right on. That's right. You're, you're you're really nailing it right there. And the fact that it does seem like this is something, even in their writing style, it's like these folks are like, I want to have this adapted in a movie. And uh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. write it to, to make sure that it it does. And you that. get the superhero landing and, and a splash yeah. page, you know, and it's like, OK, this you're writing a movie. Now. <laughs> yes, exactly. So they're not doing it for the medium. They're not doing it for the for the readers. And this is why, you know, you see the first statement when you go on our website, it says a comic book company for comic book readers, uh, because that's what it is that we're we're trying to do. Yeah, I would love to at some point venture out into other things. but. I want to make comic books for people that are willing to read uh, uh, comic books. And I, uh, as silly as I, as it, what they're doing is as much as I might not like it, considering some of the characters that are tied to it. I thank them in some cases, because that's why we've gotten a lot of eyes on what it is that we're doing. It's because people are fed up and people are looking for alternatives. And we're, we're, we're also the normie market seems to be a big one as well. How many messages have I seen people? Hey, I've never got, I've never bought a comic. I may, I like the movies or something. I never got a comic, but I bought this. this is my first comic. We've read so many of those that said that. So we're being able to appeal to both of them by simply them knowing the creator and knowing that the creator doesn't hate them, uh, but also giving them something to be enthusiastic about because that passion, I believe, is something that is 
uh, uh, like they they catch on to that too when they see you cre- you care as much about a medium um, as maybe they would potentially care about it, which I think is the big disconnect now with the big two. I feel like the support and this should never be like that where the supporters of said product care more about it than the folks that control the product. You know what I mean? As far as like the sanctity or, uh, of it or, or anything like that. So we're just giving or attempting to give people what it is that they, they certainly want. And it's not even a a, a rocket science, believe it or not. So I'm just so thankful to be again in this position. Walk me through a little bit, because like I said, I think so many of us as comic book fans have just dreamed of, of writing our own books or, you know, starting our own comic book company. But now you're you're way out of the realm of, of theory of the ideas. You have actually done it. So how, wh- what are some of the steps and some mm-hmm. of the processes that you've had to go through um, to actually go from idea? I want to start a comic book company to holy shit, I have a comic book company. Yeah. How did we get from A to B there? Man, it was so much work. I mean, it was a lot of uh, learning that we did along the way. Because, um, yeah, this isn't my first creative project. It's not even the first kind of business related thing, business kind of creative uh, that I've done. But there's nothing like this that I that I had done as far as you're talking about trying to maintain ownership of everything, keeping as much as you can in house. Uh, and, and then, again, giving people the product it was that they that I think they they would have wanted. Uh, it started with me. I know how I'm op- how I operate and how I'm wired. So I said, you know what? I am going to, for the first time, publicly tell people I'm about to do this. And that was about a, a, over, a little over a year. Um, and I said, I'm going to do it. So what that did was it forced, because now people are starting, they started asking about it. So it forced me to have to actually commit to it. That was me saying, all right, you're giving yourself a standard. Now you have to go live to it. And I started, of course, with the art stuff, with the creative stuff, world building. I have a big se- a series Bible. Uh, that I had entries, started developing characters, and I spent hours upon hours upon hours, days and days and days, really developing that. And then I started looking for like, okay, putting out the call to doing the art stuff, um, and like, hey, who I'm looking for people to do interiors and all of that. And so that process kind of started simultaneously. I wanted to make sure that we had a foundation. Um, I, I didn't want to get off to a, a rocky start there where I was in a position that I was not ready for. Uh, and I then ended up saying, you know what, let's get, I got lawyers and all these folks that are involved, uh, to make sure that the foundation is built and it's done the right way. So I don't have to come back to this and be out of a whole lot of money. So we were taking care of the business stuff, thousands of dollars that I spent, uh, uh, with lawyers, uh, business setups and all of that. Um, and we got finally that going as we were looking for the artists and everything. So the, the 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 difficult the easier part i'm not gonna say it's easy having an idea putting a pen to paper and drawing those stories out yeah that takes some some level of obviously creativity and talent and all of that but really the most difficult part was un, kind of to come into terms with okay you wanted to keep it independent it costs independent money and having to justify spending thirty thousand dollars at a time you know, there's uh, a fifty thousand dollar charge here. You know, because I have to go from, oh yeah, we got to get it printed. You know, oh I'm got to get a warehouse. Oh, I have to get a website built. And I wanted to take the transparency that you saw from crowdfunds, but I didn't want a crowdfund, and I had to build all those functions on my own site instead of using an external. You know, that was an issue. You know what I mean? And that's co- that cost thousands upon thousands of dollars. And you know, before I knew it, I was an up to two hundred thousand dollars just to make this make this bad boy happen. Um, uh, so it, it, that I wouldn't recommend people just go doing stuff like that because it's a lot of money, 
Um, I, I obviously had an advantage of having a personality, having done creative projects. So I had a rapport that I was already building with my audience. I've never let my audience audience down from the creative standpoint. Um, so they had seen me and they saw me grow. But, you know, there's you can't cut corners if you want to do it the right way. And I made sure that I did not do that. Um, so you have to understand, though, if you're if you're not wanting someone else that has money to be in control of it, it's going to take your money to spend it. So even if you can have all the creative stuff in the world, but at the end of the day, if you don't know it, you probably want to get a team of people or someone next to you that can kind of understand the ins and outs of the business side. But it's going to take some money, man. This is not a cheap, cheap hobby uh, at at all, man, at all. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into the one thing that people are really looking at right now, especially when you go on the website. It's the fact that you can't have a comic book company without an actual comic book. The first book in your whole, you know, universe is going to be ISOM. Mm -hmm. You're doing this and not just, you know, single issue. So it's going to be a larger, more graphic novel um, type of book for crowdfunding purposes. Let's go ahead and jump into that. What inspired the story? What Mm -hmm. came first, the idea of the company and then the characters in the book, or was it vice versa? It was almost simultaneously because we were building, uh, like I said, the foundation for the company. And I was doing, I started off like, well, first thing was a lot of the creative stuff. But, you know, once we got when I got to a point to where it was like, OK, it's safe to kind of start worrying about the business stuff. I was still like building my universe Bible. But I started with something. It was a thing that I was trying to accomplish and make it be something that people that are comic book folks can identify. So it has some level of familiarity to it. But I obviously wanted to focus on originality. So. Uh, you know, this uh, uh, you'll learn more about the character. I'm not going to say that we're going to go through his full origin or anything, but you'll learn more about the character and all that stuff within this book and some of the other characters that, of course, certainly introduced. But I built I have a series Bible entry for every single one of those. So they're already detailed out, even though the story full story is not being told um, um, there. So I, I again wanted to give them some familiar but also wanted to keep some level of originality. And I think we, uh, with, with the whole art team and everybody that had a creative team, we made something kind of happen where we were able to uh, honor both uh, of those without it being like so recognizable that it felt cheap, uninteresting, and, and oh, I've already seen that, but also someone that is a comic guy can say, that's something that I want to get into. Could you give us uh, just maybe a little preview without yeah. revealing too much of just what this story is all about? Like, what kind of comic fan do you think will be attracted to the story in particular mm-hmm. outside of just people that are supporting you because they want to see what's going on here? Right. So I saw him, you know, is this character. Um, he's a what is known in our kind of universe. They're called except. So there's people that are identified as having kind of special abilities um, or something like that. And of course, there was a period of time, which you'll learn about later, where he had got his abilities and then he decided that, you know, of course, he was going to do the hero thing. At some point, uh, events happened, which you'll learn more about, and that he didn't want to do it anymore. And now he lives on the outskirt of the city uh, in Texas uh, and uh, doing his own thing on his own ranch. So this is the, the, the story of, well, he gets this call from his sister and they have this uh, family friend. Who has gone missing, and that 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 family friend was interning at Avery Silman, aka Isom's, um, at, at his sister's like business. It's called Projexus. This is the name of the of that company that she's. Well, I can't wait for y'all to learn more about that. And he's asking, or she's asking him, "Hey, 
and you go look into this because last time I checked, he was hang or she was hanging out with this other you know guy by the name of Darren Fontano, who was an old friend of Avery. So, for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, he ends up going back into the city uh, to, and that's symbolic, by the way, uh, to talk to, of course, Darren Fontaine on. That's kind of where the, the, the story kind of goes into. I was not going to do some sort of intergalactic world shattering having i didn't want to do any of that stuff yet i'm like dude we got a universe to build from the ground up and i've always admired the what people deem as street level um characters because to me they're more difficult to write because you can't be as flashy uh with it you have to figure out kind of how how you can tell a story that resonates and really focus you really have to focus certainly on the story. So I wanted to, that was my challenge there. I was like, how do I do that? And that's what ISOM does. So if you are into those characters and you still get to see some very cool characters, uh, even more powerful ones in this story, but it's about ISOM at the end of the day and his journey um, and, and what this whole conflict, if there is to be one, happens when he goes back into the city. One thing that I, I just love about the company you've started here is that this overall philosophy you have, and you actually have a, a code of ethics posted on the website, mm -hmm. which I, I'm pretty sure Marvel or DC have never had anything <laughs> like that for the readers. Um, maybe uh, I don't the think opposite. they know what ethics are. At this point. <laughs> I mean, they have, they have their own brand. I guess those went say. out the window a long time ago, <laughs> but um, could you break down basically? Yeah. yeah, it's not technically a contract, but uh, the sort of the the verbal contract that you're right. making uh, with your with re potential readers, you're telling them, look, if you agree to come in and check this out, this is sort of our, our promise to you. Yeah, and and that was important to me because I wanted to have a set of expectations and standards that we are supposed to live up to as a company. Um, and this is also something that my I myself am I'm so passionate about. You anybody watch my videos knows I've griped about some of the things that I feel are issues there, and that's what the code of ethics was. It was something that we're you know we're going to put in every book. We're going to uh, have that public because I want people to be able to hold us to it. Like if there's something that is not in line with that, well, you know that I'm letting you down and the company's letting you down. But you know we talk about some of those aspects of respecting the customer. You know it's funny like I I, I talked about this on my channel the other day. And how even to this day, I think it's the most bizarre thing that we live in this kind of weird day and age where a, a movie can be out, right, or about to come out and the star of it can like publicly shame the audience. Yeah. Like and like they're like doing it confidently. Like I still like Disney with Obi Wan, yeah. like shaming shaming anyone who didn't like Reva. It's yeah, like, it's like, now you're racist. That oh, that on, is watch the show once. That's bizarre. Like I, I still to this day don't really under understand that. Um, but so many people, unfortunately, uh, well, in, these various companies do that. So that's what we were talking about with the first first number one is respecting the customer. Like you respect me, I respect you. You respect the company, the company respects you. Uh, and um, you know, we're not gonna sit up here and insult, insult you and be gaslighting you about things because we know and we understand that. Look, I am not owed your dollar. 
uh, at all. This is something that we have to earn. Um, and we're going to respect you because when you support us, you know, you get more product, of course, out of it. But that's not anything that you're under any obligation to do. Uh, it's something you go out of your way voluntarily to do. And I want to make sure I honor that. Now, the other two and three aspects when you talk about canon and continuity in this comprehensive timeline. One of my biggest frustrations have been uh, definitely with DC and this multiversal bullcrap where they use it as this cheap tool to tell stories that number one don't matter or to do some of the swaps and stuff that is that we had talked about it seems nowadays it's more hey well we don't want this the the writer to have to ever like read a book so we can just give him a book so they can just have no frame of reference and just tell whatever story. Now Batman's in Tifa now. And uh, now they've uh, they've done this Orwellian <laughs> spin now where they say uh, where they say that everything matters is like the new storyline. So but when everything matters, like meaning every random story, every multiversal, whatever, it's also kind of saying so nothing really nothing matters. matters exactly. Yeah. You know, so and that was the biggest part of it is like I'm trying to give people something like when they buy a book. They know that that stuff is a piece of history, that that arc happened, that story happened, that panel happened, whatever it is. They know that that is not going to be right, wiped away with some like time travel element or multiverse or something like that. Like There's you no multiverse of, of Ripperverse coming. No, huh? Yeah, no multiverse. River, that's all that it is. And yeah, that makes us have to be on, on point. We have to communicate. If I bring a writer in, I have to get them up to speed. This is why we have that universe, the universe Bible entry, and that will continue to grow. Uh, it forces us to have to pay attention. Now, I'm not going to sit up and say that I, ain't, you know, we won't make a mistake or two. Uh, we we may very well be, but it certainly won't be in, uh, be intentional. We want to really pay attention to that detail. This was a you know sort of geek nerd culture stuff. That's what it was anyway. That those attention to details people cared about. You know what I mean? And I just didn't want to have another company because you know you think about it right now so many people ask me back when i was doing my commentary all the time hey man i, I like batman i like the idea of my seeing a show or something i seen a movie where do i start and i'm like oh shit. That's you gotta go one. back to this yeah. one yeah. that will take you back to 1941 <laughs> but if you really want to know where it is there was a reboot of a reboot where they restarted and exactly. it wasn't necessarily a prequel but it was well, also prequel. year one but we're never really sure if that, if that counts or if that we really don't talk about all. that yeah exactly so i wanted to give people something that could say all right man for us when people ask us or someone ask you as a fan and they want you to get you can say hey you like this character start here um and it is the idea start at the number one right exactly <laughs> start at number one it's, like, it's an idea and i think that makes it so much easier for people new readers that want to get in and also the people that have been in from the jump they know that that knowledge base is uh meaningful and that's stuff that that's worth uh paying attention to uh, uh detail and i've got a lot of great responses about that about people being excited just about us mentioning that uh which goes to show how important it is to so many people uh you do have a lot of haters out there eric i'm not sure I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not um but what do you say to those that are saying like I've seen some ridiculous shit like, you know, Republicans are it, anti-woke. It's an anti-woke <laughs> yeah. company. They're right wing. I mean, the one thing that Insane. I really appreciated in your teaser for everything was when you said, listen, like, I've got my beliefs. You all know who I am if yeah. you're here, probably. But this is for the sake of writing good books. Yep. And everything that you've said is about writing good books yep. in which people can just pick it up and they don't need to know who you are, Eric. Yep. Exactly. They just want something that's going to be entertaining and fun that they feel good about spending their money on it's a simple concept and uh they're saying that as a coping mechanism these haters to kind of protect the old guard i think this was something that they were always afraid of which is why i said it was this was way bigger than me it's somebody that was going to make a splash like that like that so relatively quickly 
and it diffuses a lot of their arguments. So they look at it like, okay, again, I have to build some new narrative um, and I need him to be something. And it's like, dude, we have, uh, I have my code of ethics. It's public. We have the trailers. We have the campaign story. We have everything you need to know. Like I'll, I don't even have to say much. I can just give you a link or a screenshot to the, whatever you think that this is. That's not what, what, what's going on here, but it's like, the amount of the names that I've been called, I've been called ugly stuff before, obviously just being a public figure, but holy crap. I, but if you would have asked me like, yeah, you're going to get called the most egregious things probably ever in a short period of time. I've said, you know, I'm, I'm a commentator. So I, you get me for that. But for starting a comic book company and just simply saying, I'm going to give customers what it is. That's the mildest thing that you could you could try to criminalize me uh, uh, for. So, yeah, these haters are out full force. Uh, but I think it's a, it's a it's more speaking to what it is that this means. So they're going to try to delegitimize it. They're going to try to uh, demonize that. And I know it just makes them so aggravated that, well, everything that they said we couldn't do and we shouldn't do. We did it and it's uh, surpassing expectations and it's still climbing like it hasn't even stopped. It's a weird flex because I feel like the same people saying that about you now are the same people that probably a couple years ago would have said, oh, well, what are you doing about it? You're sitting on the sidelines Bingo. complaining. <laughs> like, well, so which one do you want? You exactly. Want me to on the sidelines or do it? Exactly. That, no, that's a huge part of it. It's like, OK, so I said and like, hey, you stop complaining. You you always talk about how bad Marvel and DC is. And then I do my own thing. And it's literally the same guys that are uh, like, oh, well, it'll never he, he'll, he, he won't get he'll never. I had people saying that, oh, it'll never come out. Then it came out. And then those people moved the goalposts. Well, it won't do that good. Then it made a million dollars in a day. And now they're trying to figure out what. OK, where's the next? Well, it, uh, the, it, it it probably won't even come out for another another two two years, you know, like all these other crowdfunds. Like, nope, the book's already done. It's already done. Um, that's that was the point. Well, 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 it's not gonna be good. Like, you know, it, so they'll keep moving it, no matter where it is that we that that we kind of go. It's gonna keep going and keep going. We had this isn't just about like I said, even from a creative standpoint, the two people that are involved in the book. Gabriel Taib and Cliff Richards. These are industry veterans. These are people that have been in. These are not some rinky dink uh, amateurs or something like that. These guys are amazing artists and amazing at what it is that they do. They have been around the block. They understand what it takes to have something that uh, is presentable and professional uh, looking. So even from the story standpoint, definitely Gabe of all people, he would have told me, I, I don't know if this is going, this is going to work uh, or anything. This doesn't make sense. This is a no, everybody's uh, like, oh, this is awesome. Even they, they get their commissions, they make their money, and they're still like, when is it coming out? But they, they, Gabe would always call it Cliff. When is it coming? Because they were proud of the work. They were proud of the work, and they wanted people to see it uh, as as this project. Uh, you know, people were getting more and more enthusiastic about it. Like He's like, hey, the people wanted to get it. They wanted to see it, and they wanted to get it out. And that is a testament to the people that we've surrounded ourselves with and how good this this material is. I don't do anything half tailed, man. If I was going to do it, I was going to do it full throttle. So we can't fail. It's not going to be bad. It's not going to suck. Everything about it, even if you don't like this bit or this bit, I'm not saying it's going to be the book of the world or, uh, you know, century or anything like that. But, you know, it's going to be good. It's going to be good because we we have people that know what they're doing. How how did you go about connecting with some of these artists that you're working with, uh, with with pitching them on this idea? Um, I mean, did you were these connections you had made over the years, or did you sort of just cold send them a script and say, "Hey, come on, you want to do this?" How did that all play out? Well, for Gabe, uh, he uh, he was one of the big the first time artists that we got involved on it. And Gabe, for those of you that don't know, 
the son of Kal-El stuff with gay Superman and all that. That was a project that he was on. Uh, and that did I'm sorry, it. I get triggered each time I remember that I, title I know, actually I exists. And I love Tom Taylor, but yeah. he has just got oh. so... Another like, example of a guy who just went. went somewhere else with it, man. And But Gabe came out of that project and he got to a point to where, look, I'm getting paid very. I'm getting paid decently. Um, I'm paying them better, but I'm getting paid decently, and I don't. I can't do this anymore. Like this is like from a principal standpoint, I just can't continue to do that. Know so, the feeling. Uh, yeah, and I was like, it was just a perfect time. I mean, I believe God, like it's God sent literally, and I was like, hey, I'm starting my own company. Um, I'll pay you well. Um, I, be part of the team and he was like as risky as it was during that time I think that was like right before he was about to walk away from that or to set off a nuke and just start publicly because he knew once he started publicly talking about it, it was, it was oh, yeah. over. I mean, like he it, they were not going to commission him for anything anymore uh, and his contract was going to be they were going to either pay it out or what he knew that it he knew what time it was but I assured yeah. him that we got something special here man work, work with me and um, I, I'll you know keep you paid man he's an awesome dude and Cliff was kind of a, a more of a thing. Like I needed a good interior. I needed, I knew I needed someone that was a, again, a vet. I had to have this presented like will. And it was one of those things where I, yeah, I pitched the idea. He was like, I'm, I, I got this, I got this window. And now he's addicted, man. He's like, man, he loves the character. He talks about him all the time. Him and I talk all the time. Uh, and again, seeing them being enthusiastic about it really just assured how stoked folks were for this project. I'll let you speak to exactly kind of like maybe how how things were playing out that first day of the launch and like what your expectations really were in your mind. And and I'm, I'm just kind of curious, like what that day was like for you. I think that was just yesterday. It seems seems like a while ago. Yeah. Um, but what was the day like for you as you just saw these numbers ticking up and ticking up? I mean, I would, did this just how far beyond your expectations did this go? Oh, man, I wish I could quantify it, man. I, I, it's, it's just so difficult to do that because, look, you saw the campaign goes $100,000. I knew we were going to make more than that. I knew that. I just want to set something realistically, uh, re- realistic and whatnot. And even though I spent more than that, if I'd have made that, I'd be like, all right, well, for a phrase, a little venture, that's going to be all right. I'm thinking, you know, at least, you know, we could make a lot, you know, during that window of time, you know, basically two and a half months. I'm like, all right, we can do a little, we can do a little something, something with that. And for us to get to where we're we were at and uh, destroy the the goal within that first hour, the campaign goal within the first hour. And that was with the site issues that we had. Um, that was if anything was stressing me out about it. It was that it was, you know, the server team. I, we, we was all hands on deck trying to get this thing. Working. I'm pretty sure I almost accidentally bought like five copies. Yeah, it was, but I got my receipt eventually. I did have a weird thing. Yeah, I had random things coming into my cart, but I was like, I'm just gonna wait this out. It'll sort of get sorted out. We're gonna be okay. Yeah, and and we and then we did it. Big shout out to my team uh, for as crazy as it was and as many hits as we got. They were able to get those issues resolved relatively quickly, and now it's pretty much smooth. We turned off a couple of uh, features that we're gonna get turned back on uh, as uh, we get the more efficient coal, but we got it got it working people have no issues uh ordering or anything now password reset issues have been resolved all that sort of stuff so big shout out to my team uh certainly for that but as you know those numbers were coming in i knew it was insane because i had that will tier right that five thousand dollar tier when i'm like that's only there for you know, i don't know if elon musk why follows me or something <laughs> like that he'll you know he might think it's a good little troll and he'll 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 spend it but those were gone it was 10 of them and they were all gone within the first two hours and i was wow. like what in the hell? What is what is this? 
uh, who I, are these people? Yeah, like who are these people? And <laughs> what is this? And and then you have things that I didn't know was gonna um you know uh, sell out like as as far quick as they did. Like I didn't know so many people were gonna like cover. I, I knew people were gonna like it, but cover B was as popular as what it was that people wanted that the Yaira Yaira on, and I was like, what the hell am I doing here? And it just got more and more real, and you know, I was just I was just scrambling to make a million bucks in a day. Essentially, it I would have never I never anticipated that straight up. I would I would have taken obviously a million dollars anyway for seventy five uh, days, but I did not anticipate that. I, I never anticipated, and now that's why we're scrambling because the stretch goals got destroyed. Uh, so we got to sit up here and get those uh, ready to go. I got all those damn stretch goals I have to sit up here and go through. Now I I wasn't anticipate that could be all done. Now in I have the to first do all day. this stuff. Yeah, now I got to do it, and I I don't have time. Like now I have to start working on it right now. I got to expand my team. I got to do all of this stuff, and I feel good about it uh, though. And it's a testament to this this our little corner of the internet, but also how this is very doable. I know a lot of folks doom and gloomers just like, look, man, the old guard is the old guard. They, they have all the money. They got the big, deep pockets. You'll never be able to compete. So in doubt and to see just people stoked on it and to see that's why I wanted to have the public revenue figure up there because I wanted people to be able to just see it, see it with your own eyes, what we are capable of doing. And People are stoked on that. And that's what that's what this is all about. It's what it's all about. Yeah, I, I'm not a guy that I'm not going to spend the money to go buy a Lamborghini or something like, no, this is all reinvestment into the company. I got warehouses. I got fees to recoup. I got uh, uh, warehouse stuff to get. I got product to like we're 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 working like that's that's what this is all about. But it shows we, we can absolutely win. One, one thing I'm just kind of curious about when you think about where this company may go. I mean, do you see this always being? Eric July's baby with Eric July's characters and Eric July's universe, or do you see potentially bringing other creators in, um, yeah, having you know, having other characters uh, that aren't owned by you? Or what do you, where do you envision this as? Do you envision it more as a, a comic label or more just a contained universe? Uh, it'll be a contained universe. Um, I got to ask a lot of that because people look at that and it's like, well, maybe he can assist me with that. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I'm ag- I'm not against. I'm gonna let people in on all the process i'm gonna do a content series where i let everybody know how i how exactly i did it because i want people to be able to implement that in their own little plans if that's something that they can certainly do but this was supposed to be you know i talk about the one universe or anything like that so yeah there'll be people that are right for us but it'll be about the riververse those characters will be uh the riververse stuff a lot of characters will be uh, what uh, the characters that i created even if i don't write their first book or their first appearance or something like that they'll still be uh my the brains behind the operation so i want to expand I want to bring on good creatives um, uh, that can come in and ride and do everything it is that they do. But, um, you know, we want to make sure it is in line with our vision. So I want to get a roadmap out to people to show folks like what our plans are, because now it's like, you know, this is real. This is real. So we got work to do. Um, And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much where we're at with it. For sure. Uh, last thing I'm kind of curious about, you know, these all these sales were all online uh, for the launch year. So I'm, I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are or what your plans are, how far that has gone on your end in terms of a, a physical presence in comic shops. Uh, mm. Are we going to see you at conventions? Like how, where are we going to be able to find the Ripperverse outside of just ordering online? Yeah, uh, I've uh, we were working on trying to get kind of some easy streamlined contact process for retailers. Um, I've already been contacted by a few people that want to be able to sell it. So we'll sell them a bunch of them with uh, 
you know, with a deal and they can profit and all that sort of stuff. Uh, we want to be able to do that. So we want it, want it to end up in stores for those co- uh, comic book shops that want them on or offline for that matter. Um, now for the other stuff, as far as like appearing, it looks like that's on the horizon, you know, cons doing all that sort of stuff. I'm a hundred percent up for that. We've done re- recent meetups uh, with like, Man, just our- make your own, just do ripper. That, that's what, that's what, we, yeah. that's what we were saying. You know, we're like, yeah. well, we don't even now, now we don't, we show them, we don't really need these other, if we wanted to, we kind of could do our own thing. And even if I just included a bunch of folks that are on our corner of the internet, like these big YouTubers and all that stuff that are on, like, we could easily do that. Our, our live podcast. I mean, yeah, you can yeah. make a whole thing out of it. We, yeah, that, that would be that would be relatively easy. So I do want to do that because we've had recent meetups uh, that I participated, like Friday Night Tights in uh, uh, at the Dallas Fan Expo and doing all that and seeing and interacting with people. I love that type of stuff and meeting fans, and, and I, I absolutely love that. So I would love to do that. Making that make sense, if we can do that, I, I'll appear where where I'm wanted for sure. And it just feels good to be back in the you know. Uh, creative space again and just giving people what it is that they want no matter what it was music comics i I just love doing it awesome well uh, i'm really excited i've got my copy uh should be coming in the mail next month or so i know remzo's got his locked in so i'm stoked to read them why just let everybody know where else they can find you where they can find your show and Mm -hmm. of course if they are one of the very few people that that haven't ordered one yet where they can order uh some reverse comics and gear I don't know if you have gear yet. You have it's just comics right now. We got we got some uh, we got a couple of apparel. We're going to be adding some new things. I know that we have some stretch goals. I say, hey, we'll add some new merchandise. Eric, stop! You're about to take all my money. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Yeah. we're going to add some. Patreon is all gone. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get those because a lot of the merchandise stuff because we know folks that are you know. They're all American printed and uh, like the guys do, for example, my merchant, like the band's merchandise, people that know the good quality of backwards merchandise. They're right up the street for me. Uh, so we can get these stuff uh, like apparel and, and stuff done quickly so we can still be ready by the fulfillment process. So we're putting some more of that stuff out. Of course, you can go to Riververse.com to get all information on that. Uh, my The social media team on all so, forms of social media, be it Instagram or or Twitter, has been, done a great job of communicating issues, even with the like site functions and all of that. So if you want to stay up to date as far as what it is that we're doing, what's the status of this order and all of that stuff, yeah, go to Riververse.com. Uh, uh, and we'll be able to uh, get you set up. Of course, I'm at EricDJuly.com everywhere. If you want to certainly follow me and keep up with me, but enough about me. Go support some Riververse stuff. Support uh, what it is that we've been able to build. All right, Eric. Thanks so much, man. Uh, congratulations again. And uh, I would say good luck, but I'm not even sure if it's necessary. You're already <laughs> no, crushing it. But good luck with it. everything else. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to do. We need it. We need it. again. Sure. Appreciate you uh, uh, having me. And it also feels good, Mark, to double back kind of and just talk about like comic book related stuff. Yeah. You know, we've been in the same space for for, for a sure. while now on the other side. So it's cool to do this as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we we're definitely looking forward to it, man. Keep up the great work, dude. And uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on the Ripperverse. All right, man. That sounds good, man. Appreciate you. Take care. sure to leave the show a five-star rating and review and support the crew at patreon.com slash second print
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.